You're listening to the Calm and Cozy Podcast, a show about rest, finding relief from insomnia, and appreciating sleep as the ultimate act of self-care and self-love. I'm your host, Sleep Coach Beth, author of the Calm and Cozy Book of Sleep, and as a sweet listener once called me, your sleep fairy godmother. Hi, welcome back to the Calm and Cozy Podcast. Thanks for being here. Today's episode is about ending your relationship with the snooze button and making mornings a little less brutal. I hope you know by now that all the advice I give on this podcast is not meant to make you feel judged or like I am perfect and standing on my pedestal in all my infinite sleep wisdom being fanned with palm leaves while you're at home struggling. I'm struggling with you because although I have a lot of knowledge about sleep, I'm not always great at implementing that knowledge. Can I tell you a secret? Sometimes I send text messages in the dark. I've gone to bed after midnight because I've been really into a Netflix series. The other night I ate dessert right before getting into bed. Sometimes my insomnia symptoms return and I can't fall asleep. So I lie in bed and I play games on my phone. I am not perfect. We're all learning and we're all struggling to do everything we're supposed to do. And we're never going to get it right 100% of the time. We're probably not going to get it right 75% of the time. I think aiming for a solid 50 some days is a little more realistic. I want to talk about sleep inertia because it affects me on a regular basis. I'm working on it. It's the worst, but it's also avoidable. I first heard about sleep inertia while reading Mel Robbins' book, The Five Second Rule. Sleep inertia is, in the fancy words of Wikipedia, a physiological state of impaired cognitive and sensory motor performance that is present immediately after awakening. It persists during the transition of sleep to wakefulness, where an individual will experience feelings of drowsiness, disorientation, and a decline in motor dexterity. Pressing the snooze button after waking is an example of sleep inertia at its best. Your body wakes, then it goes back to sleep, then it wakes, then it goes back to sleep, and this cycle repeats until you finally get out of bed. For what you're doing is You're sending a ton of mixed signals to yourself and you're putting your body back into the sleep cycle and then you're jolting it awake again. When I finally do get out of bed, I feel so gross and I see it now as my body and my brain going, so are we actually going back to sleep or are we awake and partying now? Because you just press snooze 12 times and we're a little confused. So first, some info about me and my experience with mornings. I consider myself to be a morning person because I love the morning. It's my favorite time of the day, and it never lasts as long as I want it to or as long as I need it to. I am the person who whistles a happy tune while making my lunch. I've also been known to open the curtains and sigh. What a beautiful day. I know, gross. 
I prefer to work out in the morning and I work on my business projects first thing because that's when I have the most energy and that's when I get my best ideas. I love waking up and having the morning free to fill it with whatever I want to do. I love a slow, quiet Saturday or Sunday morning. It's the actual getting out of bed part that I have a hard time with. I don't have a clear reason for why that is, but I think an undiagnosed sleep disorder could be the culprit. I've mentioned this before, but I seem to have symptoms of both hypersomnia and narcolepsy. My one overnight sleep study, which was the most uncomfortable and restless sleep of my life, came back as a very mild sleep apnea diagnosis, which was disappointing and not at all helpful. Apparently, the very mild sleep apnea happened while sleeping on my back, which was how I was forced to sleep on that terrible sleep clinic mattress. I spent most of my life as a side sleeper and only switched to my back because I read that it was the best sleeping position. So being told that the thing I only started doing recently was the cause of a lifetime of symptoms was a little frustrating. I wake up feeling ready to go back to bed every morning. I honestly don't know what it's like to wake up in the morning feeling refreshed. I never wake up and go, wow, that was a great sleep. And it's weird because I help other people wake up feeling refreshed. (laughs) When I wake to an alarm, I wake up ready to go back to sleep. My eyes will not stay open and pressing snooze until I finally push myself out of bed sometimes feels like the only solution. I know sleep trackers are said to be inaccurate, but Fitbit is also said to be the most accurate of all the inaccurate sleep trackers. Fitbit sleep tracking shows that I get a lot more REM sleep than the average sleeper. The average is 20 to 25%, and according to my accurately inaccurate Fitbit, I'm usually in the mid to high 30s. I dream a lot, and I wake up in the middle of the night remembering my dream, and I wake from a dream most mornings. That could be a reason why I wake up so tired. I'm not diagnosing, I'm just guessing. When my sleep habits are on point, and I'm going to bed around the same time every night, I get in a groove where I can wake up around the same time every morning without needing my alarm. It's not happening right now because I'm just coming through a rather stressful time in my life and I'm currently getting back into my routine. I'm using an alarm because I currently need one and it's tough getting out of bed before 7. When I press snooze, I wake up feeling awful. My eyes sting and I feel sleepy all day, sometimes a bit like a hangover. The snooze button is not my friend, and I know that, but it's a hard habit to break when I'm in the moment. The idea of nine more minutes of sleep sounds glorious, until it isn't. As I write in my book, The Calm and Cozy Book of Sleep, it's not worth it. If you have time to go back to sleep, you're not using your alarm clock for the reason it was intended. Pressing the snooze button is not just prolonging the inevitable, It is making mornings more difficult than they already are. I think I was writing that to myself mostly. Maybe half to 70% of my book was written for you. The rest is just a reminder to myself. 
My New Year's resolution for 2021 was to get back into an enjoyable and productive morning routine. The first part of that involves going to bed at a healthy time that allows me to get out of bed easily the next morning. I say easily, but I guess I mean easier. So let's go through this plan together. Step one, go to bed at a time when you feel sleepy, not exhausted, and make that your regular bedtime. Don't make it a time that you think you should be going to bed if you're not tired enough to fall asleep. If your healthy, sleepy bedtime is a bit earlier than you're used to, try setting an alarm on your phone or on your smartwatch to remind you that it's time to start getting ready for bed. I did that for a while. The reminder would buzz at about 9.30, telling me to start winding down for my 10.30 bedtime. It's too easy to look at the clock and realize that you have to be in bed in five minutes. Just don't do that to yourself. Step two, set a non-annoying alarm to wake you at the time you need to be out of bed. If you're normally a snooze button person, allowing yourself that extra time to fall back asleep is just torturing yourself. Another tip, if you're like me and you find mornings extra tough, and even if you don't, try a sunrise alarm clock. They wake you up gradually by slowly increasing the amount of light in the room so that you feel less tired when you finally do wake up. You could also do this by using an alarm that plays music at increasingly louder intervals. Gradual light or sound is always better than a loud jolt of buzzing or flashing. If you're not a career firefighter, why wake up like one? If you're worried about sleeping through your alarm and you use the snooze button to prevent that, set more than one alarm, but just set them to ring closer together. Don't leave enough time to fall back into a sleep cycle. Step three, turn on a lamp or sit up or stretch. Do something that involves moving from your current position. Send the signal to your body that it's time to get up. Step four, get out of bed. Step five, give yourself a congratulatory slap on the ass for conquering that effing snooze button. Remind yourself that a few minutes of voluntary sleepiness is infinitely better than several hours of miserable drowsiness. Step six, find me on Instagram at sleepcoachbeth and send me a message so I can celebrate with you. Let's recap. Go to bed at a time when you feel sleepy. Set a non-annoying alarm to wake you at the time you need to be out of bed. Move from your current position, then get out of bed, then celebrate. So, once you're out of bed, what are you going to do? Another big part of having an enjoyable morning routine is planning your morning activities so you have something to look forward to. It's a lot easier going to bed at a healthy time when you know you're going to need the energy for the next morning. And if skipping a morning routine that you love is a punishment for making poor choices the night before, you're hopefully going to learn from them. If you love a hot cup of coffee or tea first thing, grab your favorite mug and make that a part of your routine. You could read a few pages of a book or go for a walk or chat with your partner before the workday prep rush begins. Whatever feels like a nice way to start your day, do that. My ideal routine is to get up and work out for an hour. I aim to finish at least half of my water bottle during that time. 
After that, I have about 30 minutes to work on either a creative project, like a crocheted gift for someone. Sometimes I work on a business project during that time. The last half hour before I have to leave for work is, you know, reserved for the girly shit. Five minutes to make myself look less like death. Try to flatten all the crazy gray flyaway hairs. Put on clothes that make me look like an adult, but also make me feel like I'm wearing pajamas. If you're okay exercising in the morning, I highly recommend it. Working out first thing gives me more energy throughout the day. It also keeps me on track with making healthier choices because I feel good. I'll get in more steps and I want to keep up that momentum. Exercise at any time of the day has been proven to improve the quality of your sleep and help you sleep longer. Physical activity requires you to expend energy and helps you feel more tired at the end of the day. Exercising subjects in a 16-week study ended up sleeping as much as an additional one and a quarter hours per night more than the non-exercising subjects. Personally, I've never been a good evening worker-outer. When I get home, I am in dinner mode. And when dinner is finished and cleaned up, the last thing I want to do is sweat. It's also so much easier for me to put off an evening workout because other more exciting plans come up all the time. I would rather see friends or do a podcast interview or sit around in my cozy pants eating white cheddar flavored popcorn. I have nothing else to do in the morning than sleep. So once I'm up, it's easier to trick myself into doing a short workout, which inevitably becomes a longer workout once I'm into it. I'm not motivated to work out, by the way. I have to make myself do it, so don't think it's easy for me. I only enjoy the benefits I get from exercise while I'm in it. And if you're waiting for the motivation to exercise, you're going to wait forever. Force yourself and it becomes easier. And for Pete's sake, if you don't enjoy it, you won't stick with it. So pick something you don't absolutely hate. I'm a little embarrassed to tell you that my current favorite workout is my rebounder. A rebounder is a mini trampoline, and when paired with a fun cardio playlist, I get a great workout that's also easy on my joints, which makes me feel like an old person saying that out loud. It feels like a cross between running and dancing, and it's really fun. My heart rate climbs quickly, but I also don't sweat like a pig, which is a plus. I have a weird thing about not wanting to wash and style my hair every single morning. It's just too much work. Can I get an amen from the other low-maintenance girls in the room? I have to warn you, a rebounder can be noisy if you have downstairs neighbors. But if you get one that uses bungee cords instead of springs, it's much quieter. And then also the bungee cords make it really hard to put together the first time. So if you do buy a bungee-style rebounder, have help from one or two strong people. Or buy one already assembled if possible. I have an Upper Bounce brand that I bought off of Wayfair. I think I paid under $200. And then I bought a bag of the replacement bungees from Amazon for about $10. I love it. It's such a fun workout. And I can do it all year round. I have an episode about exercise and sleep if you need a pep talk. Episode 50 is the exercise episode. It's actually called that. I'm not making that up. So, okay, my workout's done. Now what? I recently quit my Starbucks habit, which my wallet is thanking me for, and I've started making lattes at home. I bought a milk frother and some nice 
glass latte mugs, and that part of my routine is my favorite. If Jake wakes up during that time, he gets a latte too, whether he wants one or not. Ironically, the year that I quit my Starbucks habit was the year that I received about $70 worth of Starbucks gift cards for Christmas. You should see my coffee mug collection. It's a beaut. During my unhealthy sleep years, my mornings were a disaster. I was getting out of bed at the latest time I could manage, then rushing around trying to get ready. I was choosing poor sleep habits and sleeping in over small sacrifices that would have made my time my own. Improving my sleep really did improve the other areas of my life. It has a snowball effect. It's worth it to make healthy sleep habits a priority. I can't stress that enough. And curbing my snooze button habit has also improved my focus and my energy during the day. My best ideas come to me during a morning work session. It's so much easier to work on something important when the room is still and quiet and I feel calm. For me, the morning is never long enough. I eventually want to work my way up to joining the 5am club, which would be great because I don't have to be at my job till 9.30. But for now, I'll stick to 7am. No need to voluntarily add stress and dread to something that's supposed to be enjoyable. Well, I've bored you enough for one day. Guess I'll sign off. Thanks for listening. Don't tell my other listeners, but you've always been my favorite. Until next time, sleep well and stay cozy. And to my mom who listens to my podcast every night as she's falling asleep. Good night, mama. <laughs>